0: Happy Holidays, Food Heals Nation. I'm so excited to share with you that I have inked a deal with Spotify. And in order to help me grow on Spotify, I need your help. Be my co-producer in producing the show Food Heals. All you have to do is fill out a quick survey and you can be entered to win a swag bag full of my favorite organic and vegan products. Here's how to enter. Go to Spotify and search for your favorite show, Food Heals. Hit that follow button and screenshot it. Then, Go to foodhealsnation.com slash gift, G-I-F-T, and fill out a short survey sharing what it is that you like about this show, what do you like to see more of on the show, and help me produce the show that you love. Upload your Spotify screenshot and bam, you are entered to win. I've got 10 swag bags for you full of our favorite organic vegan products. Products like Lip Balm, Vitamin C Face Cream, CBD Sleep Capsules, and skibd Pain Rub from CBD Fountain. Organifi Green. Pure and Gold Nutritional Powders, Renewed Chococino's Super Healthy Delicious Mushroom-Based Adaptogenic Coffee, the holiday issue of Veg News, an award-winning vegan magazine and website with recipes, travel, food, news, and more, spirulina and chlorella from our friends at Energy Bits made of pure allergy, a sustainable whole food crop, Just Thrive's Just Calm for better mood support and sleep, and Just Thrive's Spore-Based Probiotics for the best gut and immune support oxy powder detoxidine b12 and carsidin from the global healing center to help keep you regular detox your body boost your immunity and keep allergies at And we've got MyVitalC's ESS-60, which according to recent studies, ESS-60 in olive oil has the potential to double your lifespan. And we've got Athletic Green's AG1's delicious pineapple green juice, which delivers a powerful, potent blend of health products like a multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, and more to help you feel like your healthiest self. All of this is waiting for you if you enter to win by going to foodhealsnation.com slash gift, filling out that survey, uploading your screenshot that you follow Food Heals on Spotify, plus you can even get a bonus entry. How do you get a bonus entry? You can add Food heels episodes to your playlist. That's how you can have two entries into the giveaway. So Pick some of your favorite episodes, put them on a playlist that's public for everyone to see, take a screenshot of that playlist and upload it all at foodhealsnation.com slash gift. That's how you get two entries to win the contest. Thank you so much for co-producing the show with me and I can't wait to announce the winners. Again, it's all over at foodhealsnation.com slash gift, G-I-F-T. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Allison Melody
1: and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling
2: unwell to healing yourself.
0: Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right. Welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. So today's show is pretty interesting. It is with a friend of mine, Jeremy Ryan Slate, and we are kind of conference buddies. We have hung out and spoken at a lot of the same events throughout the years. So it's great to have another podcaster partner in crime on the show. And we did an episode that will air on my show and has already aired on his show called Create Your Own Life. And the reason we did it this way is because sure, I could interview him, him or he could interview me, but the truth is we have been through some shared experiences um, coming from totally different places. So his show is about creating your life, your way, the way you want to do it, and it's more business-oriented. And obviously, you know, Food Heals is about the healing power of nutrition and creating your best life. So of course, there is some overlap, but we are you know different show hosts and we have different branding and different types of um, guests on our show. But there are two guests that we've both had that have kind of gotten us shut down a bit. So, you know my story of some of the doctors that I've had on my show who have now been censored by YouTube, um, sometimes by Instagram, sometimes by Facebook. And also, you know that I had the experience of my platform completely shutting me down. And Jeremy has had some of the very same doctors on his show sharing the truth about health and wellness and trying to help people get healthy. And for those very same doctors, his show has now been censored, you know, getting strikes on YouTube, all that good stuff. So we came to together to have this conversation, because at the same time, we're seeing other people out there get canceled, get censored, get deplatformed for sharing stories, for sharing facts for sharing amazing ways that we can all heal ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. And both of us are like, we don't like the way that this is going. So we wanted to have a conversation in it about it. Excuse me. So we invite you to join the conversation. Feel free to DM me or DM him after you listen to this episode with what are your thoughts on this cancel culture that we're living in? Because Jeremy and I spoke about how we we think that Cancel culture and censorship is really killing curiosity. Canceling people is the death of conversation. And so I'm not saying that I believe that someone should go make death threats out there and have the right to do that, but I'm saying where do we draw the line? And I think when people like Jeremy and people my, like myself are being shut down, it's not a good world that I want to live in. It's quite a scary world, actually, because we're not Joe Rogan. We're not that big. We're pretty, you know, if you shut us down, there's not much we can do. And so I don't want to live in that world where I don't have a voice, where the people who come on my show to share stories of people who have healed miraculously or have done a healing protocol. You know, the body is designed to heal itself. if have given the tools it needs to do so, and they figured out what those tools are, and they want to share it with you, my amazing Food Heals listeners, so that you can use those tools as well to heal yourself. I don't want to be shut down and told to shut up right? And so that's what this show is about. So sometimes these shows are becoming a departure from the original intention, but I'm sorry, that's just the way of the world right now. And I have to talk about it. I can't be quiet about it. I can't shut up about it. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. And Jeremy is amazing. If you don't know Jeremy, he's the host of the create your own life podcast, and it studies the highest performers in the world. So go and check out his show. His podcast was named number one podcast to listen to by Inc magazine in 2019. And he is a top 40 under 40 podcast host named by podcast magazine in 2022. He is the best selling author of unremarkable to a extraordinary. Ignite your passion to go from passive observer to creator of your own life. And Jeremy and his wife, Riel, co-founded Command Your Brand. That's a new media public relations agency, which is designed to help entrepreneurs share their message by appearing as guests on podcasts. So Jeremy has actually helped me get some really amazing guests on this show. So thank you to Jeremy for that. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Food Heals. Roll it, Roxy. Roxy.
2: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
0: All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. I'm Allison Melody. Thanks for joining me. I'm here with Jeremy Ryan Slate, and we are also on his show. Jeremy, tell us about your show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we're, we're also here on the Create Your Own Life Podcast as well today. Uh, we had we've had a lot of shifts over the years which is interesting as well because we started kind of more like personal development and lifestyle design and now we're, we're talking about things that matter and some of those issues like we're gonna talk about today are really difficult and but I think we need to have them so uh excited for us to kind of create this episode we're gonna share in multiple places today
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say thank you to Jeremy, because you've sent me a lot of great guests for my show, because you also have a podcast agency that helps pair guests with hosts. And when I get a lot of the PR emails, I usually they go into the delete pile. But when I get them from Jeremy's team, I'm like, this might be interesting.
1: I, I gotta tell you, I don't know if you've been following my Facebook post recently. I've started having fun with a lot of the really, really bad pitches that we get, you know, yes. for like my own show. Cause it's like, I don't know, I kinda take pride in the fact of like we don't do that. Like I get some that like call me somebody like uh um do you know Brad Costanzo, Bacon Rap Business? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, so somebody actually pitched me saying they would love to be on Bacon Wrap Business. So I responded like, Me too. I love Brad, he's great. <laughs> so it's like People got to try harder, man. But anyway,
0: I know. I always get, Hi, Rich Roll. We would love to be on the Rich Roll podcast. I'm like, That's not me, but cool. I would like to be on his podcast too. So feel free to introduce me when you get to the right email address.
1: <laughs> it's, it's interestingly enough. So you and I have known each other a bunch of years. You know, we kind of started similar, you know, similar time periods around 2014, 2015. We've, you know, run in, in different groups that have kind of had similar purposes and stuff. But interestingly enough, you know, I've been more in kind of like, you know, uh, like lifestyle, a little bit of politics some stuff like that, where you've been more in the health side. And I think we're, we're kind of based in the world we're in now starting to see a lot of similar issues, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, so we've talked a lot offline about this conversation that we've been having and now we decided to take it online. And what's interesting is that a lot of the same guests that we've both been able to have have great conversations with have also been the guests that have gotten us I will what my lawyer would tell me to say is deplatformed on certain platforms so we are being um, shut down on some of these platforms where we're hosting our shows and that has been something that has led to big conversations on my show big conversations on your show and so we just wanted to you know take this opportunity to talk about it because I think if we are allowing this cancel culture this censorship to continue we are canceling really important conversations and really canceling curiosity and that's when I want to make sure it doesn't happen
1: and I think the the hardest thing as a content creator because like you know I wouldn't say like I've been canceled per se but I've been like I guess throttled down really hard in a lot of platforms we're on mm-hmm. like you know my engagement on Instagram has like fallen off a cliff which has been really kind of crazy um, we've had trouble with you know running advertising for the show which has been right. interesting on, on Twitter and Facebook and different places like we're getting ads for episodes totally disapproved that have nothing to do with you know things that quote-unquote could get you in trouble so it's it's hard as well I think as a creator because like you think there's one set of rules there's another set another set of rules you don't know about so you don't know when you're breaking them so it, it becomes kind of like you know what do I even do
0: Right. And the thing is, is that these tech companies do have all the power because they have their terms of service, they have their acceptable use policies, and they can change them at any time. And it's up to them to decide if your content violates their policy and you have no recourse, you Mm -hmm. know there's nothing we can do except go to another platform or, you know, talk about it on our other platforms that don't um, censor us. And so it's just an interesting time in the world that it's a time like I've never seen before. I never thought I would be um, censored or have to worry about advertisements for talking about the healing power of vitamins and vegetables. And for you for talking about how to create a a life that's great and a business that's great, right? Why are we so controversial, Jeremy?
1: I I don't really get it because at the same time, like it, it, the hard part about it is, is I, I look at life as a game board, right? And if you want to play the game right, there's certain things you need to know. Like, you know, how does politics affect my life? How does, you know, health affect my life? How do these different things affect my life? And that's kind of like the message we've been trying to bring forward in the last couple of years. If you want to create your own life, there's some things you got to deal with. But like at the same time, to, to deal with forces that you you don't know, is it, that's really, really difficult. And I guess to kind of like set up this whole conversation, you and I have had different experiences of this. But I'd love to kind of start out with, you know, a little bit of the situation that, that you've been in, um, partially my fault, by the way, uh, <laughs> of kind enough. of how we how we got here and, and kind of, you know, you, what you've dealt with.
0: Yeah, so I've had a couple of um, – well, I've had many doctors on my show for many years. And there was one doctor in particular who was sharing the healing benefits of juicing, so green juicing, carrot juicing, uh, for cancer patients. And that's a story I want to share because – As your show is called, you know, Create Your Own Life, mine is basically the same thing. Create your best life with the best holistic health that you can get your hands on. And so my whole show is dedicated to helping people get and stay healthy, maintain their health, get rid of their chronic conditions and chronic disease. So I interview all kinds of people and doctors way smarter than me. And one doctor's uh, message was a message of juicing for cancer patients. And when I sent out that email, I wasn't, um, uh, you know, the... Twitter and YouTube weren't upset with me, it was the platform that I run my software on that Mm -hmm. decided to um, de-platform me at that time. And they said that I was making unsubstantiated medical claims that weren't backed up by peer-reviewed studies. And so... I'll spare you the details, but there was a lot of back and forth where I said, where do I send the peer-reviewed studies because you're incorrect about that? And um, I said, I would love to have uh, someone from your, um, I would love to have a founder or a CEO from your platform to have a discussion about this because I don't believe that I've broken any rules and I don't believe I made any unsubstantiated medical claims and they refused to do that. And so unfortunately I had to cancel my account, but that cost me tens of thousands of dollars and a lot of time because- this is the platform where I house my email list, where I house um, my online courses. It's how I accept payments. It's how I um, make a living as a creator. And so it sounded like a small deal when people first heard about it. And then I was like, no, this is really affecting my life and my bottom line and my ability to reach the people that I want to help heal. And so when that happened, it was like an avalanche, Jeremy, because after that it was like, no, Instagram's like, no, this post violates YouTube's like strike one, strike two. And I was just like, what is going on in the world where little Allie talking about the healing power of vitamins and vegetables <laughs> is being told she's a threat to mo- this modern world that we're living in, right?
1: It's it's kind of wild. And like I know for me, like we kind of got here in a little bit of a, a different way, which um, you know, we've been I've been doing this show since as I mentioned, it's like twenty fifteen, so we're around the same time. Right. And I don't I don't know about you, but like as a host too, like I have to almost keep myself interested at times, right? Because you've been doing this so long, you want to still find things that engage you, keep you interested, keep the reason that you're doing it. So and funny. around like 2020, when you know the world kind of got like, you know, just crazy as hell, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I want to talk about these things because these seem like really important to me. This kind of seems like we're in an interesting point in society or whatever. And because of that, we started doing less episodes. So I started going doing two a week instead of four, which was much better for me. And I had longer yeah. conversations for like an hour. And we dove into some really tough issues, health issues. We talked about pandemic. We talked about voting. We talked about all different types of things because I wanted to know, right? I brought in experts because I was interested. And you know what happened, which was interesting, is we lost like 53% of our audience. I had realized I had built an audience around people that didn't really like me very much. And (laughs) I I got some emails back that like really surprised me of like, oh, I've been listening to you for years and I didn't like... I had one lady call me a white supremacist. I'm like, what? How? Like, I'm the (laughs) friendliest person you know. Like, I don't even understand that. So like we lost a high percentage of our audience and... You know what was interesting, though, is I actually started to get more feedback. Like people started talking to me more often. I'm like, okay, so I think I'm actually, you know, what I'm interested in, people are actually interested in. And when I look at where we're at now in in 2022, um, our audience is bigger. Our engagement is better. And these are people that actually care about what I care about, which I find interesting as well. But we kind of ran into a lot of what you're talking about where I can't say things on certain platforms. Um, Our ads just don't work as well. So we've had to kind of try to find ways to grow. And I think that's the real issue is it's not, you know, you can't talk about that because sure you can talk about it, but they're going to cut off your lifeline. And I guess when you look at it, like, like, what do you do? Like, I guess, you know, what do you see as the solution? Do you build your own platform somewhere else or or whatever it may be? Because it gets to the point of how do we live?
0: Right. And I think that is the question that... I don't have the answer for, but this is the year of figuring it out. Mm. Um, and so, a lot of people have said to me, "Well, why don't you use this platform? They won't cens- um, censor content creators." And so, I am having those conversations with potential platforms that I could use. And yes, I've had some great conversations where they're like, "No, we would never take away, you know, do this to you or take away your right to say that or whatnot." And so, the learning experiences for me and what I'm doing about it is when I'm going to use a platform. I'm heavily paying attention to their terms of service and heavily Mm. having a conversation with a founder or a CEO. And if they're not willing to have that conversation, then it's not a platform that I'm willing to consider. That's when I'm talking about my software that I'm using. But when it comes to the things, the social platforms that we're all using, that we use to make a living and to promote our content, you know, um, Twitter and YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all of those platforms. I don't know, Jeremy, I think the answer is walking that fine line and going, well, I can't I'm not going to put something that might be deemed too controversial by the crawlers. There's these, you know, yeah. spider crawlers that go and pick <laughs> out buzzwords and then give you strikes and then you can, you know, you can try to, you know, fight that, but it may or may not work. Um, and so to use different words or to not put that controversial of content online, which is unfortunate because a lot of people would say to me, no, don't shut up about it. Like if you be quiet, they win. But at the same time, if I'm too loud, they win because then I'm totally shut down and then I can't even speak to the things I want to speak to. So I'm still, I'm in the figuring it out mode to answer your question. I mean, what are your thoughts on that very same question?
1: It's, it's interesting, right? Because I, like I, 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 one of my really good friends, uh, Dr. Dean has been like, he's been banned, I think even on Gmail, like he can't even use Gmail as his email because wow. of some of the things he talks about and and his whole thought process on it has been like, well, we're just going to keep going for it and keep pushing it forward. But like you, you've, but at the same time, like You have to figure out, like, how can I use some of these platforms for growth? Like, you know, we get found a lot on YouTube. So I'm careful of what we say on YouTube. You know, we've already had one strike against us on YouTube, so now I'm already careful. But I, I think that's the really difficult part because you want to talk about what you believe in, which I think is one part of it. And we've had listeners say, okay, well, have you tried this alternative platform? Have you tried that alternative platform? Like, are you on Truth Social? Are you on Parler, on these different ones? I don't know, Allison. Like, I like to see myself as, like, Pretty conservative, but I think some of those people are like further right than me, where I get a little afraid. And and at the same time, like I don't like having an echo chamber. Like I want to have discussions with people. I want to be able to debate things. I want to be able to kind of see what you think and see what I think. And I think that's what makes podcasting and these different things beautiful. Is we can come up with an idea. We can have that idea challenged. We can either better that idea, come up with a new idea, or show our ideas better. But now it's just kind of like this is the idea. Don't disagree with the idea. Because this is the idea. So, like, to me, like, I don't see how that creates better thought. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I don't also want to be placed in a box because it's almost like if you do go on some of those platforms, then you are deemed, well, now she's this conspiracy theorist, let's say, whatever words you want to use. And you're like, no, that's not it. I just want (laughs) to find a platform where I can have a conversation about something that's not necessarily fitting the mainstream media narrative right now. You know, And it's called programming for a reason. And so I want to be deprogrammed. I want to have conversations that are outside of the regular programming that's going on. But that doesn't also mean i believe the earth is flat like okay like <laughs> don't put me in that um, box just because I learned the truth about big pharma. And I want to educate people that, hey, maybe you don't have to take a pill for the rest of your life unless it's a vitamin. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm just out there trying to help people get healthy and I'm deemed a threat to society. But at the same time, if I go to some of those other places, you know, people are like, oh, get a telegram channel. All the telegrams I look at are very extreme. And I'm like, no, that's not for me. So it's like I don't want to. And be- they
1: take a lot of work too like that's yeah. <laughs> the problem, too, is like like some of these things like they take a lot of work because they require so much from you to create the content for them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's just about us um, continuing to have conversations like this and to awaken people to the fact that this is happening. And so if more and more people are able to talk about the things they want to talk about, then more and more people will actually change the tide. It's like when everyone started canceling PayPal because PayPal said, uh, you know, we can find you twenty five hundred. They changed their acceptable. They quietly changed their acceptable use policy. To so say, can we
1: talk about that? By the yeah. way, I'll let you finish, but I want to talk. To continue. I To talk about that, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what they did. They said, We're going to change our acceptable use policy so that if we deem that you are, you know, spreading information that we deem unacceptable, I don't remember their exact words, um, Mm -hmm. but we can fine you $2,500 and, you know, shut down your account. Well, we all know PayPal is. Directly connected to multiple, however many bank accounts we've connected it to. And so, who at a technology company is then able to say, uh, we don't deem your content correct, therefore we're going to take $2,500? And so, everyone was outraged. And Mm -hmm. now there's a huge backlash. And so, I'm with the people that are having the backlash saying, if we say no to the technology companies who are trying to shut us down and censor us for having conversations, then that creates a change. And so, PayPal backed out and they said, oh, it was a mistake. Well, Jeremy, we know it wasn't a mistake, but at least they're saying we're not yeah. going to have that as a um, as a policy at this moment. But it's a scary time that we live in that they even thought they could slide that in. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, so that term acceptable use, like I haven't heard that term before. So like, you know, I'm not a legal person. Um, my, my brother-in-law is a lawyer, but I guess like looking at this, like, what is that? What is acceptable use? I haven't heard that before.
0: Right. And so it means whatever they want it to mean. And I'm not a lawyer either, but I've had conversations with my good friend, Ashley, who's also an attorney and she has helped me navigate the situation that happened to me, which was back in March and Mm -hmm. understand what are terms of service and what are acceptable use policies. Well, essentially what they are is every time that you get a new Mm -hmm. app on your phone and you go agree, 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 like you're just checking the boxes so you can download the app. We're not actually reading what those things say, right? Unless you have Mm -hmm. a lawyer that helps you uh, along the way every day, but most people don't when, when they get people. updated
1: weekly anyway you mentioned PayPal like I think they have a new up- update like every three days so at the same exactly. time you can't keep up with them
0: exactly and in the terms of service or in the acceptable use policy very often it'll say we can change these at any time without giving you notice and so every mm-hmm. time that we are using these platforms we're agreeing to things that we don't even know that we're agreeing to so we have to be on top of it and who know? I don't know who discovered the PayPal thing and came out with it but cheers to them but we have to be <laughs> our own investigators so that we know where we're putting our content and what companies we're in bed with and in business with because I know I'm not willing to have pay, you know if, if my my other software decided that I'm a threat to society. I don't know what PayPal is going to think. And they're connected to a lot of my accounts. And I accept mm-hmm. a lot of payments through PayPal, through my business. And I'm not willing to do that anymore. And so I'm all for the people who are going and we're being the pushback. We're going to say no to the companies that try to do things like this and slide these things in while we're they think we're not paying attention. We have to be paying attention, I think.
1: <laughs> it's funny. There was a South Park episode like... I don't know, I'm, I'm really showing my age in this one, like maybe 15 years ago. I can, it's, it's shocking to think that show's been around that long.
0: Oh, really, 15
1: yeah. years <laughs> ago or something like that. Um, and it was called Human Sent uh, and basically there was this line in the, and this is, this is not true, but this, there was this line in the iTunes terms of service when you bought an iPad that they could make you into a human centipede and they would take all these people and sew them together. And I'd be like, Oh, it's in the terms of service. You're getting sewn together now. It's your iPad. So it, it was funny cause they made it really ridiculous, but I think it's like, it's weird that we're here now. I don't right. not that we're getting sewn together like centipedes, but like, they're saying like, Hey, you should read this stuff. And I think that's a bigger problem is We do need to take responsibility for what we're agreeing to because there is responsibility in that, but a lot of people just skip over it.
0: Yeah, that's really funny how ahead of their time they always are. (laughs) (laughs) Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? 323com That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. <coughs> Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. I mean, that's what's happening uh, right now. And that's just like an extreme example. But I think it is up to us. But at the same time, like you're like, Ali, I can't just stop my life and read every terms of service or get um,
2: yeah. a,
0: an attorney for everything. So I think it's just staying on the pulse and understanding where was the company, what are their values? Who is the company founded by? You know, that type of thing. Even when the uh, founders of PayPal, who are no longer with the company, came out on Twitter and they said, this is not what we started. This is not, you know, what we believe in. And so when they came out and said that, that gives you a lot of understanding as to where it's where it's gone. And so when you're looking into a company, well, who's in charge of that company? Maybe look at their values and see if they're in alignment with yours before you check that box or join that service.
1: I'm thankful you're not in California anymore. Um, but I there was a bill I that just California. passed. Um, what is this? The bill a, AB 2098. Um, and this is, allows the government to now prosecute doctors they find guilty of misinformation. And this is the thing I really struggle with, Ali, is... Who defines what misinformation is? Like exactly. who actually like who becomes the arbiter of that truth? I don't know if that's something you struggle with as well.
0: Absolutely. That's um what that's what happened when the software tried to shut me down. I said, "Well, who is in charge of deciding what misinformation is that I have spread when I'm talking to PhDs and doctors and people who have been doing this for years and saving people's lives? I believe they're the arbiters of truth, mm-hmm. right?" But there's other governmental bodies, or it's apparently California thinks that they're the arbiters of truth that can say this is misinformation. It's very unfortunate because California was such a mecca of holistic, holistic health and healing, and that's probably going to go by the wayside with that new mm-hmm. bill. I don't know much about it, so I don't want to speak to I, I literally
1: it, was just uh, – I just brought up to me like the other day. So this is something I still haven't read the entire bill, but some of what's in it is a little bit scary to me. Um, and because it comes back to like who decides what the truth is like to me I don't know about you but to me like something that is true means I can experience it right like okay if I've experienced it I see it to be true like sure. you know, people may have other truth but for me if I've se- experienced it and it's succeeded it's been true so I think it becomes difficult for somebody to says this is what's true and this is what you m- must believe.
0: Right. And so it's like for what I share on Food Heals, very often doctors aren't trained in nutrition. And so doctors will say, well, go to a nutritionist if you want to learn what to eat for your particular disease. But there are all of these doctors and functional medicine practitioners who are helping people heal and reverse chronic disease through food. That's why I do my show Food Heals. But yeah. that could be um, interpreted by others as because they didn't have that experience or it Uh, follow the media narrative, or it doesn't line the pharmaceutical company's pockets, it is misinformation. It is not true. And the hundreds of millions of people who have experienced a healing miracle by discovering the power of nutrition would beg to differ, right? Mm -hmm. But they're not the ones in charge making these laws and rules. And so... It is a scary time. And so that's when we need a lot of pushback in the health world as well for bills like that, which I didn't even, I'm not in California anymore, but I didn't even know that was passed. So that's definitely something I'm gonna have to talk about on my show and find out more information. I
1: I will send you a copy of this, the bill number. If anybody wants to go look this up and read this, um, where I just had it. Um, give me a second here.
0: We'll get our mutual friend, Jen Briney on. the
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jen Briney is amazing by the (laughs) way. Uh, it's AB, uh, 2098. It's a California bill. Um, So it's just if you get out there, want to check it out, like definitely check it out. But yeah, we had Jen Briney on the show not long ago to talk about everything going on in Ukraine right now. She's she's really brilliant. She's Um,
0: absolutely brilliant. I love I listen to her to get the truth to get this because what she does is she reads the bills. So whatever you're seeing on the news may or is just an interpretation or may or may not be true. But she reads the bills and goes, well, here's what this means, guys. And we're like, thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think that's important too, right? Because we're all busy. And I think that's that's the hardest part and part of like how we've gotten here, right? Is we're all busy. We're all trying to grow a business. We're all trying to do these different things. And you look at it, whether it's a political class or whether it's people that are you know in positions that they've been in for years, it doesn't really affect them so they can just make a decision, right? This is They have all their time is dedicated to this. But I, I think at the same time, and I don't know if this is something you've explored as well, but if you look into a lot of this stuff, like how controlled we are by pharma, and by kind of just the banking industry is, is kind of crazy, actually. And, you know, even if you look at, um, there is, I'm trying to remember what the name of the book uh, book is, the author's name is Vivek Ramaswani. And he took a look at kind of like what, a lot of what we're seeing, um, you know, in capitalism right now, how businesses are doing things because of either like wokeness or whatever you may call it. And a lot of it's actually driven by hedge funds. And that's the same thing we're seeing with A lot of pharma stuff, it's driven by hedge funds, the the three big ones, State Street, BlackRock. um, I forget what the third one is. But anyway, like they're just protecting their investment. And they've realized that they can use politics. They can use the media. They can use different things to protect their investment. And it just crushes you and me, the little person who's not Joe Rogan.
0: Right, exactly. And a lot of people were like, well, why can't, you know, you're they 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 think all podcasters are the same and we're certainly um not. And so it's like Joe Rogan can do anything he wants and say anything he wants and yeah, it might be controversial, but he's got a platform no matter what because he has millions of listeners that will go with him anywhere. And when you're not at that level yet, you have to walk that line. And I don't know much, I don't know much uh, uh, as much about uh, the financial system as you do, Jeremy, but yeah, speaking, I'm a nerd.
1: I kind of dive into that stuff. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I've learned from your show. So I need to listen more and learn more now that I understand what relationships they all have. But there certainly is a connection between all of the pharmaceutical companies and the health information that we're getting. And so if you watch any kind of mainstream news, what are the commercials in between? They are pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies um, and they have a pill to sell you for whatever your ailment is at home. And you're sitting at home and you're convinced I have that ailment. I need that pill. You'd go to that doctor and you ask for that pill and that's a relationship that they they've had with their viewers for a long time and they're not willing to compromise that and so when other now we have this world of influencers and podcasters and creators coming out with their own information and their own voices and that's all of a sudden this new air, area that we're living in where the powers that be it is in their best interest to shut us up and that mm-hmm. is a scary world and that is where it has happened to um little shows like mine <laughs> little little nutrition shows
1: well, it's interestingly enough, you know, as we're recording this, it's it's uh it's a Monday. I was watching uh, football yesterday, and I'm sitting down on the couch, my wife comes and sits down next to me, and usually like, you know, between punts and kickoffs they have commercials, right? It's just what happens or with yeah. the quarter ends or whatever. So quarterback throws the ball, receiver misses the ball, they go back to the huddle and all of a sudden the game goes small screen and a commercial comes up for pharma and she goes, what is happening right now? They were finding play- time in between plays to show you another pharma commercial. Wow. And I think that is th- is the real issue is we've kind of gotten wrapped into this whole thing where we're just kind of seeing this profit and anything right. that's hurting profit is a really, really dangerous thing. Um, and I guess my question is, how do we get out of that? Because I don't really know. And I'm curious if that's something that, that you've looked at. There's, you know, it's whether it's insurance companies or whether it's, you know, the pharmaceutical companies. Like here in New Jersey, if you ride, drive through central New Jersey, we call it the pharma mecca. You drive through down, um, I think it's 31 or 206. And on the side of the road, the, they look like mega churches, but they're the pharma buildings because they're just wow. these huge, giant buildings because there's so much money in it. And I guess, like, w- what do we do about that? Because we're not looking for like homeopathic solutions and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I think, unfortunately, what I've discovered with my show is that most people that go on this path, including myself, of taking our health back into our own hands and healing ourselves, mind, body, and spirit, is that it very often took a health crisis to get us here. For me, it was I lost both of my parents to long battles with cancer, and um, I saw them shrivel away and were, the doctors had no answers. And so when I witnessed that, I said, there's got to be another way. There's got to be another mm-hmm. way to heal the body. And that's when I started meeting all of these people who had had their own health journeys and had reversed things like stage four cancer when the doctors said it was not possible and you had six months to live. And so the problem is, is that um, big pharmaceutical companies don't profit when you discover you can eat a vegetable for the rest of your life instead of taking yeah. a pill and so that's why they want to silence us and so to answer your question like what can we do we have to take our health back into our own hands we have to stop outsourcing our health to others To um, and there's many good doctors out there so please understand I'm not knocking doctors and sometimes a, a pharmaceutical pill is necessary and if I get in a car accident send me to the hospital stitch me up and save my life I'm talking yes, about when exactly. you have a chronic degenerative disease and you believe that you're willing on a pill for the rest of your life, or if you're given a death sentence and they're said, you have cancer, you have um, heart disease, you have this, and you think it's not reversible by plants. It's not reversible by food. That's why my show exists because it absolutely is. And I have thousands of people who have done it that have interviewed either on the show or for my documentary. I was in film production for... 15 years before I started the show. So I've interviewed so many people who have done this. And so I think to answer your question, my answer would be, you got to take your health back into your own hands and you've got to find functional medicine practitioners and doctors and nutritionists who have your back and will be your partner in healing yourself so that you can realize, oh my gosh, my age does not mean that I have to all of a sudden be on these medications. does not all of a sudden mean that I'm going to feel bad and be unhealthy. And all you have to do is switch your food and you will change your life. Instantly create your own life, Jeremy, like change what's on your plate, add some veggies that so your life will change, make some smoothies, you know, your life will change.
1: You know, you know, what's interesting too, is, is like, I think, you know, you, um, I don't know if you've read, ever read the book, it's called um, Deadly Spin by Wendell Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get a chance, it's about like how health insurance works. It's really interesting from a guy that like used to work, like, you know, kind of in the industry and as well, like, like I remember my, my mom having a stroke 10 years ago now. And somebody in an insurance company that wasn't giving her care was deciding what they were going to pay for, what they weren't going to pay for. And it's like, well, is she going to live? Is she going to live? Well, hold on. They'll wait on the billing. And I think that can be really difficult as well. But you mentioned like kind of, you know, the body changing and stuff like that. One of the things that we've been talking about on my show a lot recently is we've had a lot of uh, practitioners because I've, I've just become, you know, I'm 35 now. So I'm getting closer to 40. I become interested in like kind of the whole um, like longevity and, and, uh, you know, testosterone sphere and stuff like that. And I've been interviewing a lot of people in that area cause I was interested to learn about it. And one of the the doctors I was, I was speaking to was talking about like, even the scale that like insurance companies have created to decide what is low, low testosterone, what is high testosterone, 97% of people like actually aren't on the scale because the scale was created to, to justify like barely doing anything for somebody. So I think at the same time, we have to look at like, what's good for our care, Right.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think the way that that all works, it shocks people. And you don't get involved usually in it until something's really wrong. And then mm-hmm. you find out how to lose your house because yeah. you have to pay for these medical bills. And that's unfortunate. And yeah, the bar can be set in all different places. And it can depend on <coughs> excuse me, your insurance company. It can depend on where you are in the world. It can depend on the network that you're in. And all of these things weren't, we don't learn about this in school. Mm -hmm. No, there's no handbook to teach you how to handle these things. And so all of a sudden you have to be an, become an expert on whatever chronic condition you're dealing with, whether it's testosterone or something else, you have Mm -hmm. to become an expert on how the pharmaceutical industry works. You have to be an expert on how uh, your insurance works. You have to be an expert on all these things. And you're like, to your point earlier, it's like, we're busy building businesses, or maybe we're busy raising children or we're busy just trying to survive sometimes. And, to then put that on top of us, we don't have the capacity to do that learning. So I try to educate people now so that, A, you never get in that situation, and B, if you do, mm-hmm. you have the tools to to help yourself and help your family. So I hope that people can, for health and money and all of that, but for health, it's like, learn now, pay... Yep it now with your vitamins and your vegetables. Invest in your health now so you don't have to pay for it later because I promise it's way more expensive once you get into that hospital billing system and the insurance and the pharmaceuticals and all that. It's way cheaper now to buy some organic food than it is to pay. I mean, chemo can bankrupt your family. You know, these yes. things can bankrupt you. Not, and that's not to mention
1: to the happen. effects in your body after the fact, right? Like you may be cancer-free, but you may have a lot of like cellular issues now too.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times people that get a lot of those treatments, then end up with dealing with completely other chronic conditions that they didn't have in the first place. And that's really unfortunate as well. And so I don't want to see that. I know you don't want to see that either. And so what has been your experience when it comes to, you know, the health and everything that goes along with creating your own body and your create your own life?
1: <laughs> so, so it's interesting. And because I don't know, it's I've I come from a chiropractic family. So we kind of have like a whole different spin on things. So like, um, I don't know how crazy your listeners are going to think I am, but like I have two unvaccinated children because it's just kind of like what we believe for them. And we want to kind of handle things a little bit more naturally for them. And mm-hmm. they're actually a lot healthier than a lot of the kids their age. Right. Um, but I, I think at the same time, it's kind of exploring what we've known about our health for for many years rather than kind of like what changed around the turn of the century. right? If you look at it, um, I'm trying to remember when it was, but when the, when the Rockefellers bought into the kind of the medical industry in the early 1900s and we kind of went away from – you know, the homeopathic school to a more allopathic school, meaning we're just treating things right. rather than figuring out, okay, where does it come from? How do we stop it? So I think at the same time, everybody has to become a little bit more in control of their own health, right? You have to know like, you know, what am I experiencing? What should I be doing? Like, I like, like, I love my parents dearly, but I look at how how my dad handles health versus how I handle health, right? Like he goes to the doctor he's like, what do I do? Whereas I'm like, okay, let me go get some information. Let me see what's happening. Let me check these different things. Let me talk to the doctor and see what they think. So you try to like, I don't know, consult in a lot of ways rather than like being fed to because if you're being fed to, you're, you're going to just take the next pill they give you, or the next shot or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that you came from that background because I feel like most people don't and the people that do... My my old co-host, Susie, grew up in a family where they were spoon-fed juices and vegetables before they could do anything else, and she just thought that was normal, and most people now grow up eating McDonald's and chicken nuggets and think that's normal, and so you having that background really um, gave you the foundation, right? It, to- it's weird
1: when people come to our house, though, because they kind of look in our closet and they're like, wait, where are the medicines? Like, these are vitamins. See, this is what we have. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. If anyone came to my house, they would never see. I mean, it's all vitamin <laughs> and I have closets full of them. It's amazing. But um, so I'm with you on that. I'm glad that you had that experience in that background. And I'm scared to even have the unvaccinated conversation, because that's what you get canceled for. And when I had that conversation on my pre, uh, my premium platform, which is behind mm-hmm. a paywall that people pay yeah. for, a bunch of people unsubscribe. So I'm like, where where does this conversation happen safely? And if you have that conversation on platforms like YouTube and the crawlers, fine, you, you might get um, your show shut down, but I think I, I interviewed
1: Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, um, yeah. on the show three years ago mm-hmm. and it wasn't until it had been on there and been one of our highest viewed episodes on YouTube. And then finally last year, it just got taken down for like medical misinformation. Wow. It's like the, the, where do you get any information on anything?
0: Yeah. Every time that they cancel D platform or censor someone, it makes me go, maybe I should listen to that person and maybe, <laughs> you know, it's like they created the, um, disinformation doesn't. And some of those people had been on my show and some of those people were people I highly respected. So I was like, well, what else, who else do I need to listen to? It doesn't mean everyone that gets shut down should be your Messiah, but it means I'm going to pay attention when someone's canceled or censored because they might have something good to say that the mainstream narrative doesn't want out there.
1: That's really interesting too, because I've had conversations with friends about that one. And um, because there's people that I think do it for a good purpose. And there's other people that kind of do it for shock value. Right. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big Alex Jones fan, but at the same time, like he should still be able to, like, you know, have a voice. Right. Um, because I think but I think sometimes his purpose is to, like, just scare the shit out of people. So they buy his vitamins. which I think that's a little bit too much. Totally. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like it, it becomes this difficult thing, because like if you say one person can't have a voice and they all can't have a voice like you don't have to agree with him. He may be batshit crazy, but like you don't have to agree with him. He should be allowed to talk
0: right and so that's where there's that fine line of again being grouped into groups that you don't want to get into because Um, I'm not an Alex Jones fan either. And he's kind of done the opposite extreme of big pharma where he's like, you need all these vitamins to survive and blah, blah, blah. And you're going to die if you don't take them.
1: He just yells too much. Right.
0: And so I don't, I believe that we should take vitamins over pills as well, but I'm not trying to, um, trying to convince you that you're going to die without them. And so I think if he takes it to that extreme and then people like me, because I do nutrition gets grouped into that, that's a place I don't want to be at all. I want to be, Oh no, I'm way over here, but I'm also not with baby pharma and so to the point we're talking about earlier like platforms beyond i don't want to go on the same platform that he's on because i don't want to be associated with that nonsense either
1: the hard thing about that too is i i feel like we're pushed like into groups do you know what i mean like like this is like um like we have tulsi gabbards coming on the show in the next couple weeks and i feel like you know politically we're somewhat on opposite sides of the fence but like i respect her do you know what i mean And, and i and i but i feel like we've all been kind of like You know, you're all far right, or you're all far left, or you're all this whack job, or that whack job. Like, we've been pushed into groups that none of us agreed to be in, but who's deciding we're in the groups? That's the crazy part, Allison.
0: Yeah. And the politics to me, Jeremy, it's like, okay, there are these words like liberal and conservative, Democrat and Republican. I believe that they are just words that are used to define us and divide us. Instead of creating conversation, yes. they're just creating, well, first of all, echo chambers and then, you know, people screaming at each other. And I'm like, I will not subscribe to either because I want to be an independent thinker. And very often my beliefs align on one side and very often they align on the other side. And so I don't want to be defined and divided by picking a word. And so, I, I, I try to throw those words out the window on my show and not even talk about them because I don't want to be put into a box and I don't want to be defined by that. And I don't want to be divided by people I want to have conversations with because they're on the other side of whatever. Because very often on the other side is, oh, if you look at a circle, no, we're actually on the same side over here. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, we, you have your most constructive conversations, I feel like that way, right? Like if, if everybody's kind of like, I don't know if everybody's kind of spouting the same thing, then like what are you learning from it anyway, right? Like it it's helpful to kind of see the nuances in other people's viewpoints.
0: Absolutely. And coming from a place of curiosity because the person who believes the absolute opposite of what you believe, there's a reason for that. So I would like to get curious and go, how did this person come to that conclusion? Because maybe there's something that I'm not seeing. Maybe they are about shit crazy, but maybe there's something that I'm not seeing that, you know, that, um, I didn't understand because they grew up differently. Jeremy, you grew up with a chiropractic family, someone else that grew up in a pharmaceutical family, you'd come to very different conclusions about health. And so getting to the root of why they think the way they do can actually give you a better understanding of who they are and why they believe this way and why you can actually be a person to either help them see a different way or they can help you see a different way. So none of us are sitting here with our blinders on. All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm here with Mae Steigler, CEO of Organifi, who's passionate about redefining personal well-being, here to give us all the goods on where to get started when it comes to Organifi products, especially if we're new or just dipping our toes into wellness, into supplements. Mae, I would love to hear, where could someone just get started without feeling the overwhelm?
2: (laughs) Yes, I love this, and one of my favorite spots to begin is typically a product that focuses on a routine, um, kind of a more ritual focused product. So I really enjoy and would recommend starting with our green juice in the morning and gold at night. And this is kind of our AM PM kit, really importantly focused on hormone balancing, better energy, better sleep, being able to naturally detox during the day. And it's a great way to start uh, in the morning with our green juice that has 600 milligrams of ashwagandha, a really powerful adaptogen for detoxing and balancing stress levels in the body. So a really great way to begin your day. And you kind of balance that out and support sleep holistically in the evening with being able to take gold after dinner. Let's say it's our um, turmeric evening, like really nourishing evening tea that uh, really supports rest and relaxation. And so that combination is a really great place to start awesome starter kit and a great way to support hormone balancing and feeling the benefits of adaptogens and superfoods in your diet
0: well i can't live without those and i swear by falling asleep to my organifi gold and you even have the chocolate gold so don't get me started on that one <laughs> <laughs> so tasty so tasty all right food heals nation well go get your gold on go get your greens on go to organifyshop.com food and save 20 percent off your order thanks may thank you
1: Yeah, I feel like the major issue is cultural though. I feel like in a lot of ways like our culture is broken. Do you know what I mean? Because it's become like, well, what's gonna grab the click? What's gonna grab the headline? What's gonna yeah. sell something? And, you know, whether it's left or right or whatever, I feel like also a lot of our stuff's become way too politicized. Like we've kind of lost like what it means to be a human being. And I think to me, that's I don't know about you, but what I love about podcasts is I think the most human thing is a conversation. And that's what we actually really get to do here. And that's why I think to me this is kind of the last frontier we can do that in.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I listened to your show and I love the way that you cultivate those conversations without judgment and very much not like a... I don't know what the word is, but like political commentator with like gotcha journalism. And most podcasters don't do that. Some do, but like to appreciate yeah. your show, you're very good at coming with curiosity. I try to do that too and leave my bias and judgment at the door. Of course, it comes out sometimes, let's be honest. But <laughs> in general, it's like I want to come from a place of curiosity rather than um, judgment or trying to push my views on someone else. It's like if we come with curiosity from where the other person is come from, coming from, and we can we can say I'm open to learning something new about this topic, then our minds can expand and we can be better humans in this world. To your point, it's a human issue. Absolutely, all of this is a human issue. So let's stop canceling each other and start listening.
1: We're killing curiosity, though. We really are, right? Like we're we're kind of like we're we're killing curiosity, and and. You know, it's, it's interesting as well. Like, I don't know, like I remember the world before social media existed. I remember the world before internet, you know, I, I, we barely had dialed internet when I was a kid. So it's like, like, I feel like we've also been, I think, especially like generation after me and the generation after that, even more, we've been socially conditioned a lot differently too. So I think that even the, to, to come into this world and have an upbringing in this world now, like I think destroys curiosity in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. And I don't have kids yet. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Um, but yeah, I didn't grow up and I don't think you did either with a cell phone attached to my hip. I got a cell phone maybe in college or high school.
1: I didn't even have a cell phone in high school. Like it was a big deal if you did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I I think my, yeah, my dad had one. I would borrow it sometimes, but I didn't have my own, but like, and then we didn't have social media until way later until we're like mini adults. And then everyone else is growing up with social media as kids. I can't even imagine like having social media as a kid and the bullying that would translate from, you know, in school to online. So what are your kids experiencing in this realm? And and do you keep the technology away from them? Or how do you work? How do you navigate that?
1: So what I did is uh, we moved to five acres uh, with a bunch of farm animals.
0: Amazing, yes.
1: Pretty much off the grid. The internet service is terrible here. (laughs) Uh, We're getting fiber internet, supposedly, in the next couple of weeks, which I'm excited about. We limit screen time big time. It's a lot of like, um, my daughter was in farm school last year. That was fun. She learned about birthing animals and all those sorts wow. of things. So it's like, it's a, it's a different, I think you have to have a different way of life. Like, um, I don't know, it, like if you've looked at like Tucker Max and some of these guys and some of what they're doing out there, it's like, I think we we need to kind of get back to the earth. Right. And I think that's something we've lost a bit.
0: I love that. And so, I mean, I don't have kids yet, but I'm like terrified because I'm like very holistic and want to live on a farm. But I'm also a city girl, so I have got to figure out that balance. <laughs> like I love being in the city, and so um, when it comes to like school and and socialization and things like that, you know, I feel like everyone slaps their kids with a phone or an iPad just to keep them quiet so they can do their own thing. How how are they entertained? Like we used to play outside. Like I don't know. Like are they just? Yeah, I,
1: I had to be back when the streetlights came on. I knew that when I was a kid, that was a big deal.
0: Exactly. Same here. So I think we're similar generations, but like, how 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 are they entertained without tablets all the time? They're just playing on the land, like just. I would love to hear more about that.
1: Well, you know, like of course they are. They do have their TV shows that they like, but we limit that daily, and they're not allowed to watch it till after four o'clock because they're tired by then anyway. Yeah. So like, like it's that, but it's also like you know she does dance class, and you know like it's her job to help collect the chicken eggs and 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 you know have them outside. You know we have two dozen chickens and. Lost a couple ducks this morning, which is a little sad. The hawk got them, um, but like you know, she's learned about life, and I think that's really important too. Like you know, hey, honey, the the hawk got the ducks this morning. Oh, that's sad, daddy, but that is life, right? Yeah, that's that's life, honey. So I think it's also that reality of like what life is, and and it's something we've kind of lost in a lot of ways. Like you know, I'm still kind of somewhat in suburbia. You know, there's houses yeah. <laughs> and everything like that, but like we are we are in the middle of the woods. So I think at the same time, like there's so much value in that as a kid. And she just turned four years old on Sunday. So um, we're looking at, uh, you know, school soon. And and we're kind of exploring the idea of doing homeschool. um, Because a lot of kids in our area are sort of like homeschool groups, um, which is weird. Because when I went to school, we're like, oh, the homeschool kids are the weird kids. Um, But now I think like they're kids that are able to like be a little bit more normal. So that's also something we're going to be exploring soon as well
0: there was a meme or something i saw recently and it was like don't you know homeschool kids are the ones that don't fit in with society and the dad was like exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're hoping for exactly
0: which i totally (laughs) get like i i You know, I don't have an opinion because I don't have kids, but I'm definitely like I will consider all the options. (laughs) Well,
1: I I feel like I've been controlling this conversation, Allison. I know on YouTube, if we put this on YouTube, they'll tell me I was. That's a comment I often get. Is there anything that we're forgetting I'm missing? Like, what are your thoughts?
0: Oh, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like this has been a great conversation. And because, you know, we're both interviewers. And so sometimes you just get into that interview mode and you just (laughs) you can't help it. And that's how we are. And that's totally good. That's totally fine. No, I love this conversation. I think I would love to hear um, more from you about, um, and and we're not saying we have the answers and the solutions. That's why this is a conversation. But like, what are some of the things you see moving forward? Like, do you see this world going in a way where we can speak our minds and speak our truths? Are you scared for the future? Like, we are getting shut down more and more. Like, what do you see for the future? What's your vision?
1: You know, frankly... I it's interesting because we talked about you know like somebody like Alex Jones that I think thinks we're all going to die in like three years, um, but like I I actually I don't know where you are but I find myself to be very hopeful right like I feel like you know the fact that we've had to deal with so much craziness you know I've had a lot of my friends. You know, that maybe we're, you know, Democrats say, hey, I'm an independent, or I've had a lot of my friends that were Republicans say, hey, I'm an independent, because I think to me, the sanest way to be is an independent thinker and say like, hey, I'm not with red team, I'm not with blue team, I'm, you know, not whatever it is. I'm not pharma, I'm not not pharma, whatever it is. I think to be able to look at a situation and say like, okay, what is the correct solution in this situation? I think we're actually getting to that a lot more. People are, you know, they're looking and they say, okay, well, I've been on all these different pills my entire life. And every time I come up with a new solution, they have a new pill for me. Maybe we should look at why I was on the first pill. Um, or, you know, we look at, um, a lot of the, uh, you know, issues we've had with our civil liberties in the last couple of years. And people start saying, maybe we should take a look at those people that are in those positions till they're 90 years old, deciding what to get to do for the rest of their life that aren't affected by the decisions they make. We should take a look at that. So I actually think that people have become more aware and are being forced to be more active in their life. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. So I've always been a little bit. Pollyanna optimistic, <laughs> maybe too my <much>, maybe to <laughs> a fault, but I always still believe In people and I always still believe like the truth will prevail whatever the truth is to you but when I say truth for me it's health um, truth and health freedom I truly believe in health freedom I believe that we have the we should always have the power to decide for ourselves what we want to do with these beautiful entities that are our bodies and I do think that the world is waking up and in the past there has been all of these notions that it had to be one way And now I don't think people think that singularly anymore. And I think with technology may come issues, but also comes the freedom of information. When these big tech companies do try to shut down information, more and more tech companies pop up. that are like, we're going to give you the freedom to say what you want. And so I think that is showing me personally that we're going to be okay and that we are going in the direction of we can say what we want to say. We can believe what we want to want to believe as long as it's not hurting others. Like I'm not hurting anyone yeah. by taking my vitamins. All I'm doing is helping myself. I'm helping others by being an example of a good, perfect health at my age that I don't have chronic disease. I've never gotten the vid. I haven't been sick in over three years, maybe four now, if I do my math right. Um, because of the way that I treat my body, because of the foods that i put into it because of the people I surround myself because of the beliefs that I hold because I have a positive attitude and because I choose nutrition over pills and I always will and so I I, am with you I think we're on we're on a good path and it might be a little scary and bumpy along the way but keep doing your show I'll keep doing mine and hopefully (laughs) we get to help more and more people
1: I think this is kind of a good place for us to kind of wind down. And, and to me, like the thing I'd like to do is I'd like to invite the people listening to kind of join this conversation with us, you know, whether it be, um you know, whether they engage with us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, or whatever it may be. But like, let's continue this conversation. I want to hear what, what people out there think. Um, I don't know your thoughts, Allison.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um Feel free to DM me at Allison Melody TV. I also do an Ask Allie segment of Food Heals where I'll read people's um, comments and questions and answer them. And if I can't answer them, I'll ask a doctor or someone way smarter than me to answer them for people. So anything you want to talk about, I'm an open book.
1: Absolutely. And people can find me at, at jeremyryanslate.com or I'm at jeremyryanslate on all platforms, mainly because my parents named me after an actor. So I have to use my middle name too. So Uh, So I just appreciate, you know, your willingness to have this conversation today, Allison. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot. I hope you did as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having this conversation with me. And I look forward to hearing what the YouTube thinks. And hopefully we don't get canceled or penalized or get any strikes. But we didn't talk about anything too bad, I don't think.
1: No, I think we were pretty good today. So I guess we'll see.
0: (laughs) For sure. Well, thank you for having me. And thanks for being on my show as well.
1: Hey, thanks for having me as well.
0: Happy Holidays, Food Heals Nation. Do you want to win an organic vegan swag bag with all of my favorite things? Of course you do. And it's so easy. I've got 10 swag bags just waiting for you. We've got so many amazing things like vitamin C face creams and sleep capsules and lip balm from CBD Fountain. We've got Athletic Greens, AG1, delicious pineapple Green juice. We've got My Vital C's ESS60, which helps double your lifespan. We've got Just Thrive's Just Calm and Just Thrive's Spore-Based Probiotic. We've got Oxy Powder, Detoxidine, and B12, and Kercetin from the Global Healing Center. We've got the holiday issue of Veg News, your favorite vegan magazine. We've got Renewed Chagachino's delicious and healthy mushroom-based adaptogenic coffee. We've got Spirulina and Chlorella from our friends at Energy Bits. And we've got Organifi's green, pure, and gold nutritional powders, so many good products. Here's how to enter. So I've inked a deal with Spotify. I am so excited, but I need to grow on Spotify, so I need your help in co-producing the show Food Heals. So all you have to do is go to Spotify and search for Food Heals. Hit that follow button and screenshot that you follow the show. Now go to foodhealsnation.com slash gift G-I-F-T, and fill out a short survey. You're going to share what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, what you'd like to see more of on the show. Who are some of your favorite guests and topics? I want you to help me produce the show that you love. So tell me all about the show and make sure you upload that Spotify screenshot and bam, you are entered to win an amazing swag bag. Plus... You can even get a bonus entry. How do you get a bonus entry? You can add Food Heals episodes to your playlist. That's how you can have two entries into the giveaway. So Pick some of your favorite episodes, put them on a playlist that's public for everyone to see. Take a screenshot of that playlist and upload it all at foodhealsnation.com slash gift. That's how you get two entries to win the contest. Thank you so much for co-producing the show with me and I can't wait to announce the winners. Again, it's all over at foodhealsnation.com slash gift, G-I-F-T.